0: Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Colossians chapter number one, verse number nine. Uh, This is a lot of reading for me to get this into context, but I I need to do it. Now, while you're turning there, Colossians chapter one, verse number nine, and I'm gonna read all the way down through 18. Paul gets started here and he doesn't stop. Something about the Colossian church, they were, they were, they were teeter tottering on legalism. Paul's about, and some mysticism. Paul's about to help them out here on this. You don't want to get a, legalism's a dangerous thing. How many know that? Um, uh, you know, taste not, touch not, don't do this. You can't go if you do that. It, you can get, legalism's caused a lot of people to quit church. Just quit. They can't live up to that. And then you got the denominations that pound that. I mean, they're mad about it. They just pound that stuff. I am what I am by the grace of God. It's a miracle that God hadn't killed me already. It's just by grace and mercy that I'm here tonight. Praise God for grace and mercy. So Paul begins here. We find this. We find him reading or writing here to those of Coloss in verse number nine, Colossians one. If you're there, shout amen. amen. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now. If you're going to pray about, that's a good thing to pray for right there. That ye might. Here's why. He's praying for that. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. I mean, we start out as infants. He don't expect us to stay in kindergarten. If you've been saved for any length, and I'm telling you, this is a problem in the church. Corporately today is is, is immature infant Christians that's been infants from the time they got saved. They've been saved 20 years, and they still need their diaper changed and be burped on a regular basis. That's wrong. There's got to be a time you can feed yourself. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Remember, he's still praying for these things for this church. Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet or able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Praise God. And hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. Now, it changes a little bit here. We've gone from a prayer till he starts speaking about the Prince of Peace. Verse number 15, well, he began that when he said in his dear son, in verse 13, now the thing has changed. Who is the image of the invisible God? Stop right there for just a moment. You know what he is. He's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That means all of God in a body. Are you with me on that? So we see that he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. That means there's some things you can't see that are out there. He made them too. whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him. And here's the answer to the world's question, and for him. He allowed you to have children for him. He allowed us to be born for him. He built this building for him. He gave you a car to drive for him. Everything you see is for him. It's for his pleasure. Hey, he has created all things for his pleasure. It's his. All the earth is mine and the fullness thereof. And he is before all things. By him, all things consist. Chris Rumfeldt got a message from Louis Giglio on Lamanon. He shared it with me. He preached it, I preached it, and everybody I ever seen listen to that message preach it. The thing that holds the body together is laminate and when you get a picture of it under a microscope it looks like a cross. Isn't that amazing? And he is the head of the body. The church. Who is the beginning? The firstborn from the dead that in all things he might have the preeminence. Father, I love you, thank you for the night, these that have come, the chance to hear the songs of Zion, and feel your presence. God, this, this little unusual thought you placed upon my heart and mind, I pray it'd be a blessing to you people tonight, and I pray, God, that, uh, that we'll take this with us, and when we gather again in the house of God, this would be in the forefront of our mind, we'll be reminded of this. God, we might act like the children for just a little while in the house of God for the glory of the King. In Jesus' holy name I pray tonight. Amen. Amen. And amen. So we see that he is to have preeminence over all things. That means the highest spot. Nothing bigger, greater, in front of or in place of. He is to be the preeminent one. He is to be, he's to be above our, listen, he's to be above our children, yeah. our grandchildren. Right. He's to be above our spouses. Yeah. He is to be the preeminent one. He is the Christ, the sovereign of heaven. None like him, praise God, ever was or ever shall be. He is everlasting to everlasting. He is the preeminent one. Now, how are you going to get Chuck E. Cheese Church out of that right there? We see that he is this. He is the head of the body, the church. I'm not a big denominational man. I pastor a free will Baptist church. I'm ordained through the free will Baptist. I'm in alignment with them on most things, not everything. But I'm not in alignment with everybody in this building on everything either. But I am in this. And I love it. I love free will Baptists. We do good things. I'm for them. I, but it's not free will Baptist that has a thing to do with my salvation. Amen. Your church affiliation, your shingle outside on the, on the side of the road or on your front porch doesn't have a thing with you to do, to do with you making it to heaven or not. Amen. It is through only by and through the blood of Christ, the preeminent one, the holy one, the lamb. He said I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto me, but by, but unto the Father, but by me. That's the only way we're gonna get there. It doesn't matter about denominations. Now, listen, that is man, denominations are man-made. I'm I'm not against, I'm not anti-denomination. I support free will Baptist. We do a lot of good things, like I said. I'm for them. We are organized. We're together. We're in one mind. He said to let it be like-minded. We get in that mind. We do things to promote, but you know what we're promoting? The kingdom. But in order to do that, Bobby Buttram, you've got to keep, we've got to keep our eye on the preeminent one. So now, I've never been to Chuck E. Cheese. Two years ago, for Colin's fourth birthday, third birthday, thank you, I don't even know how old he is. <laughs> For his third birthday, we gather together in Mount Juliet in the parking lot. We're there before this thing even opens. And we're going to Chuck E. Cheese. Now, I'm not sure I'm going to like this thing because I figure... I'm just not going to like it. I'm going in with an attitude that this is not my cup of tea. But I'm going because of that boy. If they'd have had his birthday party on a roof somewhere, I'd have got the ladder and climbed up there, and there I would have been. I noticed something about this place. Other people were getting there early too. Whack. Wow. They're excited about spending their money. <laughs> now we're going in this place. So we, we, we go through. Now Collins 3, it doesn't. We go back this year. On a Saturday, the 15th of April. We're back in the parking lot of Chuck E. Cheese and we're there early. And other people are gathering in. They're excited. I go in. I sat down. Joe Best's mother, uh, Sister Debbie, and I are sitting there having a conversation. And I told her, I said, "You know what? I'm seeing a message in this thing." Now, my first thought, Randy Maynard, was I was gonna I was gonna preach one in a negative context. God said, you're looking at this the wrong way. And I was. So here's what he put on my heart. You know why they get there early and they don't care if it's going to cost them money. It's the anticipation. It's the, they are anticipating that door opening and they're going in and I'm telling you, it's gonna be wide open. I'm thinking, you know what? That's a lot better than coming in sitting down like something dead ward on a log somewhere. And going, I'm at church. You better bless me. Or Sheila ain't never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for that, See, you, you just opened that door, but you know, you know what? It, what the anticipation is? They're anticipating the assembly. Now they don't know it's called that, but they're, we're going to assemble. And most everybody that comes through the door had a gift for whoever was there. I mean, there's more presents at Chuck E. Cheese than Walmart. This, you walk in it, everybody's got a bag, and it's for the birthday child. I thought that's how we need to be, Lord. We need to come with anticipation that we are going to assemble together. Do you know that we will never be in this assembly with this number, exact number of people in this exact setting ever again? It's a one time deal. We come in here, we gather together tonight. Here we are to worship the king. We should anticipate coming through the door and we're going to assemble together and we're going to bring something for each other. What are we going to bring? What could we bring? I didn't see one parent in there walk in and slap a child down, speak cruel to them. They're patting on them like, they never, like they'll never see them again. anybody with me I mean they want to make this the best day they ever had you know what Sunday church ought to be the best day of the week we ought to come in here with anticipation we're going to assemble together forsake not the assembling of yourselves together and we're going to bring something for each other we're going to bring a kind word and encouragement we're going to say hey I'm for you Chuck E. Cheese Church. But it don't stop at the assembly. So they've got you assigned. You know we have assigned seats in here. <laughs> <laughs> now your name's not on it. But That's where you sit. Kind of train wreck. if you had to sit somewhere else. They got assigned. So we are, here's where we're going to be. They put our bunch in the corner. That's where we belonged. <laughs> Here we are. Now we've assembled together. But that's not, that's not the party. All the kids are ramped up. They're excited. Why? Because now they're anticipating the activities. That's going to take place once they get in there. And when the machines come on, just get back and let them go. And it's amazing how quick they learn. They just take that little card, swap that thing across the machine. Somehow it charges you And they can play till their heart's content. It's pandemonium. All these kids run, they go to their favorite game or whatever it is. Some of them like to get their picture took. Make funny faces. Some of them want to bowl or throw the ball or something. I mean, there's a hundred games in that place. Maybe not that many. There's a lot. But they're anticipating the activity. They've come to do something. They didn't just come in there to look at it. They come to participate. And they've got something they're going to do. They're excited about it. They're going to do something. Do you know what's this? Do you know that I can see about So Pat and I were at our getaway the last week down here. If you want somewhere to go where there's nothing to do, go to the white stone down there and sit on the porch. They got good chow. We're down there. I'm watching the service. Do you know what I learned? When we call for an altar of prayer, everybody ain't praying. I mean... I seen you. You on camera. That camera's right back there. You getting up, running around, the kids are playing. I mean, I know mom's gotta take care of the kids. The head don't even bow their heads. We, We got prayer time going on. I thought we need some Chuck E. Cheese church going on here. Hey, everybody's into the game at Chuck E. Cheese. They're anticipating the activity, and they're going to get involved in that. If it's prayer time, sing time, listen, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Say, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Set beside somebody that can till you learn how, and just sing. You know what a noise is? If you describe it, you define that word in the Bible. Make a joyful noise. It's a loud, unpleasant sound. And I've told this here before, and I'll tell it again because it's come to my mind. Randy is sitting right with me. We're in Knoxville, Tennessee at a church. And get up there, it's where I met Charlie Lambert. And that night at the church, the piano player got up there, they took off in B-flat, and I played a little guitar before, and the guitar player's in G. (laughs) How many knows B-flat and G don't go together? And the bass player, I don't know where he was. <laughs> I have played bass a time or two, but I never I've never seen it played like that. They take off on the song the piano player, and the song leader stayed with the piano player. That guy, it's a, I don't know how he done that. He's singing with the piano. The guy's drumming he knew one chord, he's in G, he's a beating G to death. And the drummer, the drummer took that verse that said, Praise him on the high symbols. <laughs> Bang! Bang. I'm sitting there and I said, This is the awfulest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and the Holy Ghost said, They're not singing for you. I wanted to crawl under the pew. He said, they're doing that for me. Look how happy they are doing that. I thought, God, forgive me. I can't even preach tonight. Don't even let me stand up. I don't deserve to be here. You know what they were doing? They had anticipated the activity and they were active. It may not have been pretty to the world, but I believe God leaned out over heaven and said, watch my happy people down there. They're doing that for me. They're not doing it for you. Chuck E. Cheese, they're anticipating the activities. They're going to get wound up, and when the light comes on, I mean, I want to commend our church. I'm not here to throw off on our church, any church tonight, I'm just saying, I think churches in general could be a little more like Chuck E. Cheese and it'd help everything around us. We got in there in a prayer room this morning. I commend our men for coming to pray. It was full. You know what? Tonight on Sunday night service, it occurred to me there's more men in our prayer room tonight than there was in a lot of congregations across America. We had another full house in the prayer room tonight. You know what we were doing when we got in the prayer room, way? I was anticipating the activity. I knew somebody was going to do something that is going to bless me. Praise the name of God. And it started to stir in my soul. Anticipating something good's going to happen. And if it don't, I'll praise him anyway. That's what they do at Chuck E. Jesus. They anticipate assembling together. They know somebody's going to show up. They're going to have kind words for them. Bring them presents. Talk sweet to them. Spend their money on them, love on them, they love them. You know you passed from death unto life because you a a plus. They know that when they assemble it in that place, they've not put it all together. Spent all that money for them to come in there and make you miserable, and then they anticipate the activities. Listen, we're going to play. We're going to play. And then we're going to eat. And I'm just going to tell you, the food was pretty good. I was shocked. <laughs> Dusty and Joe Beth was paying for it, so I really didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what the real deal is, and stay with me. I'm about done. You won't ever forget this. That's what Michael McCoy preach on Chuck E. Cheese Church. <laughs> That's why I don't go there. <laughs> but here it is the big screen comes on, and they start the countdown. Now they've got the kids' attention. A lot of them forgot about playing the game, they're watching the screen. Somebody's yelling on the screen, he's a coming. He's a coming. He's about to appear. You're about to see him. They start out. I forgot what number it was. Now they've got the kids' attention. They're all runned over. They're staring at the screen. People singing. They're waving their arms. He's coming out. He's coming out. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. They get to about 5, and all the kids start counting with them. 4, 3, 2, 1, Here he is, Chuck E. Cheese. They go ballistic. It's a guy in a rat costume. (laughs) Or a mouse. I don't know what he is. I can't tell. All I know forget the games, forget Granny and Pa, forget the food sitting on the table and the presents. Chuck E. Cheese has come out. They're ballistic. Our boy, the first year, he's a little backwards on that. Who's this big rat coming out? The next year, he's over there, got him by the leg. (laughs) Who is that? Chuck E. Cheese. I'm looking for the blessed hope and the is appearing. There's not a clock on the wall saying 10, nine, eight, but there's a book. There's a book and the book says he's a getting close. You know what? We ought to still assemble. We ought to anticipate assembling. We ought to anticipate coming in here in the activities in the church, if you're just a pew setter, I'm telling you, you ought to, the Bible said to lift holy hands in the sanctuary, and every now and then, just to help the singer and the preacher, you ought to give it one of these. That's what the Bible says to do. We're anticipating the activity. I'm gonna come in and if there ain't nobody else making some racket for God, I'm gonna make a joyful noise. If you don't sing, I'm gonna sing so loud that you'll think you're singing praise God. Hey, we need to be anticipating the activity, but what we ought to be anticipating above everything else is the appearing of our God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, cause he's a coming out. Three, two, one, and one glorious day, there he is. And when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And to them that look for him, shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. That's for those that are looking anticipating his his appearing praise God his appearing he's gonna appear and I'm going to go so the Lord kind of rubbed me and said you know there's a lot of because I was gonna do it in a real negative way I said this is what the church wants I told Debbie I said, this is what the church wants. They just want a big party. God said, you know what? If you're doing it for me, that's what it ought to be. We ought to be a celebration every time we come through that door. Hey, listen, I know what it feels like to be down. I know what it feels like to hurt. I know what it feels like to be sad and broken and discouraged and despondent and and Pat knows it better than I do because she has to live with me. I know what all these things are. The place I'm going to preach this coming week over at Midway is where when when I had first, this is years ago, when I had first started experiencing migraine headaches, I, I thought I was going blind. I didn't know what it was. And I was on my way over to preach a revival, and I got to town, and it, it hit me, and I couldn't see. I mean, you can't. It, it takes your vision. It, you can still see, but everything's blurry, and it's, it's, it's doing this in front of you. If you can imagine that. And I'm on the road, Randy. There's nowhere to stop. But I'm on the road. So I closed one eye. Most of the time, if you close one eye, it kind of, kind of corrects itself. So I close one eye, and I just. Stand. I know it's dangerous, but okay. I don't have a choice. I'm in the middle. I'm halfway to church. I got one eye closed. I'm staring at the white line like this, and I'm praying, God, you're going to have to keep cars off of me because I can't see when I'm stopping or going. I pulled in the church parking lot. The devil said, what are you going to do now, bud? You can't even see to read the book. I thought, I've got a verse or two memorized. I'll just get up and quote something and preach a little bit my eyes closed and then I'll sit down I walked up to the church, couldn't hardly see the steps walked up to the church, I put my hand on the knob, on the handle I opened the door and I stepped into the house of God and my vision cleared up, just like that my head quit hurting I, I mean I was even I was t- dumbfounded myself, I thought my word ask me if I took a shine that night, I mean praise God The glory rolled. I don't know. Might have had some saved. It was a good place to be. I know that. I got out in the truck and my head starts hurting. But while I was in church, why are you telling us that, preacher? Because you're going to have things that's going to, you're going to leave them at that doorstep. And when you walk back outside, that thing's going to jump right back on you. You think some of them kids that roll in at Chuck E. Cheese didn't have some troubles? Parents? Got issues, jobs, problems. I mean, is is someone in here tonight completely problem-free? Would you hold your hand up? Yeah, that's what I thought. No issues? You think they don't have that? But you know what they do? When they get into Chuck E. Cheese, they forget about everything else. And they're waiting on his appearance. when we get in here I challenge us and everybody listening to this on the internet or that might see it in the future that when we'd come that we'd be a little more like Chuck E. Cheese and we would anticipate the assembling together we would anticipate the activity whatsoever you take upon your heart to do, do it heartily as unto the Lord I mean anticipate. When, when it's prayer time, I'm going to pray with fervency. When it's sing time, I'm going to sing. I'm anticipating the activity of the service that night, but oh, better than that. I'm going to be reminded of his appearing. Three, two, one. There he is. That's what it's going to be. Bobby, in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that's pretty quick. And he'll appear. I don't believe all that stuff, preacher. That's why you're in trouble spiritually. You got to believe this book. Listen, you not believe Mike McCoy and you'll be all right. I might make you a promise and break it. He's never made one he's broke yet. And he's not going to start now. He's going to keep them from everlasting to everlasting. And he is going to appear. And I believe that when we gather together, praise the name of God, when we come through the door, let's leave what's on us out at the stoop. It'll be there waiting on us when we walk back out. But let's come in here and assemble and have activity and rejoice in his appearing. I'm looking for his coming. Lost people aren't looking for his coming. They're not looking for his appearing. They don't have anything. They're not thinking about the coming of the Lord. I mean, it's sad. We watched. So there's an old boy riding his bicycle up the road. And somebody's riding with him. Pat said, "Watch that guy." Said he's, I mean, he's all he's in the road like a car, and he's plumb over nearly on the yellow line. He's he's doing this, coming up. She said, "Well, better be careful to run over that guy." I thought, you know what? He don't have any purpose in life. His mind is probably on wherever he's pedaling that bicycle to, and that's about as far as it's going. And then when he gets done there, no thought, no thought. So you're judging that guy. I am. You're right. Not in a critical way. I'm just saying, unlikely there's any purpose or plans. We come Chuck E. Cheese. We got a plan. Yeah. We're coming in to celebrate the King. Amen. Praise God. We're gonna we're gonna share good words to each other. We're gonna. We're going to anticipate his appearing. Are you anticipating his appearing? Are you afraid of his appearing? We're going to stand to her feet. She's going to play a verse, a song, a chorus. Play something, Brandon. You'll pick the right thing. If you need to come and pray, you're welcome to come and pray. Father, I love you. I thank you for helping me tonight, God. I, it may be strange and unusual. If you help us saves, Jesus saves. How many graduates do we have in here tonight? Hold your hand up. Are you the only one? There's one, there's two. Hold on up out, there's one. Watch this. Oh, they're on the back row back there. There they are, hidden in the back row. I'm going to ask all our graduates to come forward. Come on. This is the family. We're not going to, we're, we're, we're not going to, be mean to you? Nothing. We want you. I know. Stay right the Lord. Amen. Isn't that good? I think a ra- round of applause is in order. Don't you? <clears throat> now I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask parents and guardians of these children. To come come forward first. Well, we're going to be bowed down praying, Jeff. So oh. it's not we're not. It ain't going to get much but prayer. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to ask those that'd like to ordained authority, especially, and those that would. Together gather around them and everybody that wants to now, you're welcome. I wanted the moms and dads and the guardians to be closest to them. And now everybody that'd like to pray, Verena's going to play soft. And we're going to ask God's blessing on these graduates from this day forward. That what they put their hand to, that God's going to bless them. He's going to bless them coming in and he's going to bless them going out. And everywhere they put the sole of their foot, they're going to find the blessing of the Lord. And God's going to put a hedge around them. And the devil can't do a thing with them. And God's favor, God's favor would remain upon them. While Sister Verena plays soft, we're going to pray. Pastor. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.